There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A decorated NYPD officer is behind bars, accused in a shocking murder-for-hire plot. In a criminal complaint, authorities say 34-year-old Valerie Cincinnelli allegedly asked her boyfriend to hire a hitman with the intention of murdering her estranged husband. But it doesn't end there. Cincinnelli, a 12-year veteran on the force, allegedly wanted to have her boyfriend's daughter killed by a hitman as well. Cincinnelli's father is now speaking out in defense of his daughter. I guarantee you my daughter is innocent of this. Saying there was more to this story. This guy that she's involved with is a wacko psycho. This is the second time he's had her arrested. Cincinnati's boyfriend allegedly told her he knew a hitman who would do the job for $7,000 converted into gold coins. Authorities say the murders were supposed to have happened last weekend, but as part of an FBI ruse, detectives went to her house to say her husband had been murdered. She was arrested after allegedly contacting her boyfriend to talk about an alibi, not knowing that he was cooperating with investigators the entire time. Her neighbors in utter shock. Didn't see that one coming, that's for sure. That's ABC's GMA reporter Maggie Ruley. Is it true? Did a cop arrange to have her ex-husband murdered as part of a hit? And not only that, to have her boyfriend's daughter rubbed out as well? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. You know Cheryl McCollum. Uh, longtime colleague and friend, director of the Cold Case Research Institute. You know, I, I don't know why I don't just stop saying this, but every time I say I think I've seen it all, then, you know, I see something else, and then I say it again, I think I've seen it all. You know, we worked in the trenches together, uh, fighting crime, l- looking for defendants, looking for evidence, digging through the dirt for bullet, for shell casings, the works. You know, you think, Cheryl, an in, a, a cop, a veteran cop would know better? Yep. Wait, wait, wait. Did you actually just say, yep, that's your answer? No, that's not, not only does she want to kill her ex-husband, <laughs> and ladies, hear me when I say there is a reason he's an ex, okay? Can't you just leave it at that? He's your ex. Go. Be happy. Run like a young gazelle. Get away from him. Why get mired down in having a hit put on him? That's for our shrink, Karen Stark. But Cheryl, okay, I'm expecting a little more than yep from you. No, no, I, I was getting to it. It's oh, just now so I get over- no. Now I get no. Okay, I guess that's an improvement. It's just so overwhelming because you're talking about such an iconic police department. First of all, 
I mean, the world looks to NYPD for training. And then you've got not only a veteran, but a decorated veteran who foiled a bank robbery on her own. I mean, it, it, it is baffling to me that she thought this very elementary plan was going to work, that you go to the person that is your boyfriend that you've had a volatile relationship with that you don't really trust because he's had you arrested, but that's who you go to to find a hitman? I mean, this wouldn't even be a good made-for-TV movie. I don't know. I think I'd like to see it as a made-for-TV movie, but first, can we just get through the trial? And again, before defense attorneys get all tuned up, second verse, same as the first, yes, she's innocent until proven guilty. Maybe I should just start the program with that. Of course, she's innocent until she's proven guilty. But what you said about the NYPD, you're right, uh, because uh, we have lived in New York for many, many years since I moved to New York to start a show with Johnny Cochran, God rest his soul. And the NYPD is great. They're tough when they need to be. When, okay, I know this is a tiny snapshot, but whenever the twins walk up to an NYPD, they couldn't be nicer. I've seen them be harsh, but you know what? They needed to be harsh at that moment when they did it. And yes, every police force has bad apples and they make everybody else look bad. But I think you're right. I think they are iconic. Overall, Cheryl McCollum. Okay, let's get some facts before I get uh, Cheryl McCollum all strung out on what we think happened. Joining me right now, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter John Limley. Okay, Limley, start at the beginning. First of all, why would you stay with a guy that's already had you arrested once? Uh Uh-uh, I'd take the pat and turner. Pat the street and turn a corner. Oh, yeah, I'd be way gone from him. But she stayed. Now she's in the pokey, deservedly. John Limley, what do I need to know? Well, that has been an on-again, off-again, on-again, off-again relationship for quite some time. I think you should say it one more time just so Jackie Howard gets it. Okay, good. I got it. I got it. On again, off again. Jackie, did you? Okay, good. Go ahead, John Limley. You know, as we're sort of setting the scene for this woman, this decorated police officer, Cheryl McCollum mentioned uh, a story actually that went viral about this police officer in 2017. Uh, One of Cincinnati's arrests uh, really made headlines when she caught a man uh, literally red-handed. This time, a man went to a Howard Beach bank and demanded cash. He left with a bag filled with $1,300 and... Let me guess, the dye pack went off. Yes, a red dye bomb. Oh, I'm so happy. I could not be happier. When the bomb exploded, the man dropped the money, ran for it. Officer Cincinnati happened to be in the Howard Beach area at the time. Wait a minute. That was Valerie Cincinnati who allegedly ordered a hitman? Yes. Holy moly. I didn't realize it. Okay, hold on. Bobby Chacon joining me, FBI special agent. Bobby Chacon, I mean, bank robberies are hard are, are hard to break, okay? Because usually they're usually they're very well thought out. You go into a bank, you got a plan, you know it's armed, you know there's also it's just surveillance. I've prosecuted a bank robbery before. Uh, usually the feds take it away because it's FDIC insured, but I, I managed to have a bank robbery. Cheryl, I don't know if you remember that one. That's with the dyslexic 
bank robber, don't touch the Alram. This is the Roby translation. Don't touch the alarm. Yep. This is a robbery. Needless to say, we did a yeah, we did a handwriting comparison, and he reversed all of his letters in the handwriting comparison. That helped. Bobby Chicon, this woman stopped a bank robber. Die pack, no die pack. And now this, that really doesn't make sense that she's that good and did something this bad, allegedly. Well, you know, first of all, I'll echo your sentiments about the NYPD. My brother and father are both retired NYPD detectives. Um, however, you know, this particular officer, while she and did get cited for some good work. And then you had to go mess it up and go with the feds. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, go <laughs> yeah, ahead, you That's the encouragement of my father. Um, but, she, you know, this particular officer also had some... Uh, uh, bad behavior in her police record. Also, she had previously been suspended um, and her gun taken away and put on modified duty um, because... Wait, wait, I, wait, I, wait, wait. For what? For what? What did she do to get suspended? She was she was a previous boyfriend, of all things, um, reported that she was spending time at his house while she was on duty. And so um, she's had some discipline what against her. What is with this woman's boyfriends? You know, Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor and author of Red Flags on Amazon. Bobby Chacon, uh, hold on just a moment. John Limley, just hold that thought. We women have got to get together on this. Cheryl McCullen, Wendy Patrick, Karen Stark. Another boyfriend reports her for being at his house while she's on duty. She probably just swung by for a ham and cheese sandwich. What's wrong with that, Wendy Patrick? Yeah, you know, Nancy, this it's really a great point you bring up. Are we to be only judged by the company we keep? And if so, why are we so bad at choosing our personal relationships when apparently we're all so good at our jobs professionally? This lady seems to be one more example of that. You're right, there, there does seem to be a pattern to the problems that she's having in her life. This will no doubt make her sympathetic. I know everybody hates to say that because what she did was awful, but that'll be something a defense attorney will probably pick up on. This is something the father is already uh, stating that it's the son, it's the, it's the it's the boyfriend, it's you know it's somebody else's fault that got her involved in this. But you are right; it is it is curious that there is this steady string of let's just say problematic relationships. Well, wait a minute. You have a very good point there, and a good defense attorney is going to latch right on. Listen, I'm not saying the woman's innocent, okay? Because when you get a hitman case, they've got you every which way but loose. They've got you on tape. They've got you on video. Here they stung her with fake murder photos. But, you know, there's a very good point a defense attorney is going to latch on to. Take a listen to CBS Valerie Castro outside Cincinnati's dad's house listen this this guy that she's involved with is a wacko psycho nypd officer valerie cincinnati once praised for her role in stopping a queen's bank robbery now arrested and accused of hatching a plot to hire a hitman neighbors were stunned after fbi agents were seen carrying boxes of evidence out of her home i really can't believe this going this far is just i just just maybe like i said before i don't want to believe it her intended targets an ex-husband and the 15 year old daughter of her current boyfriend, according to sources. The price, $7,000. Investigators say the 34-year-old enlisted the help of her boyfriend, but he went to police and became a confidential source. Court documents say in February, Cincinnati made a cash withdrawal of $7,000 from a TD Bank branch in Wanta to pay the hitman. The confidential source told her the hitman didn't want to off the child near a school, but Cincinnati's response, according to court documents, run her the expletive over. How about that? Thank you. 
There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. As for her ex-husband, she hoped his death could be made to look like a robbery gone bad. Friday morning, FBI agents posing as the hitman sent her text messages, which included a photograph of the defendant's estranged husband appearing dead in his car and the demand for an additional $3,000 to kill the daughter. Cincinnati then allegedly told her boyfriend she was deleting the text messages and pictures to cover up her involvement in the crime. The allegations are tough to grasp for the man who lives next door and has met both Cincinnati's ex-husband and her current boyfriend. She's got two kids, man. And she's a police officer. Will she really do something like that? I don't know. Cincinnati's father says his daughter is the real victim of the man who turned against her. There's no doubt that he manipulated multiple conversations to come up with his statements. He's very smart, but he's a pathological liar and there's something wrong with his brain. Investigators say Cincinnati was also recorded discussing what her alibi would be, saying she would be sure to be home at the time of the murders. She's being held without bail. Prosecutors argued she is a danger to the community. Did a decorated NYPD cop. She allegedly tried to hire a hitman to kill her ex-husband. And as if that's not enough, she is now accused of trying to rub out to murder her boyfriend's daughter, teen girl. Um, bottom line saying, just run her the F over. Wow. You know, Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute, we've certainly seen our share of cases. But when I hear that dad speaking, I can just hear my father on the, on the front steps of the house, tearing everybody a new rear end, defending me, blaming everybody else. I mean, willing to throw a punch. I can just, that just reminds me so much of my dad. You know, I, I think that there is a grain of truth in what he's saying. Look at it. This boyfriend is the one who said he could hire, find a hitman. I'm not defending her because I guarantee you they've got her on tape. They've got her on video. They've got a picture of her pulling out the seven grand, which is coincidentally the same amount the hitman wanted, the fake hitman. I mean, yes. 
But I think that boyfriend may have been stirring the pot, Cheryl McCollum. Well, the biggest difference in her dad and Mr. Mack is he had every right, your dad, to defend you. You didn't have a string of exes in your background that all had arrested you and that you had physically fought with and you weren't written up every five minutes and Louis Slayton's on. Ooh, 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 no. Her background is flag after flag after flag after flag. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm giving, I was cutting her some slot because of the boyfriend, but you know what? It's her record. Karen Stark, psychologist. You can find her at karenstark.com. Joining us today from Manhattan, Karen Stark. It's her record. Look, you can blame the boyfriends all you want to. You can blame the ex-husband all you want to. She's the one that took the money out of the bank to pay the hitman. She's the one that said, run her the F over to the hitman. I'm sure she's on tape. You know, they got to get everything on tape. She was part of it, part and parcel. You're talking about a psychopath, Nancy. Go ahead. You're talking about a psychopath. And when you're talking about somebody like that, a murderer, you cannot persuade another person to commit those kind of crimes. And I think it's absolutely true that your dad would not have been defending you in a situation like that, but you wouldn't be in a situation like that. You're talking about somebody who has no feelings. So it doesn't take a lot to stir somebody up and get them to decide, you know what, my ex is in the way, I think I'll just kill him, and while I'm at it, why not kill your daughter? Because, you know, she's annoying to me, too. And that's, people are not real. She could care less about what she does. You know, Wendy Patrick, uh, Karen Stark is right. Uh, I guess I was uh, projecting, I've dealt with so many women that have gotten tangled up with bad guys, and then they get dragged down the rabbit hole with them. But it's this woman. It's her. It is Valerie Cincinnelli because aside from each particular man, if you look at her history, she's got the first incident where she's caught on duty hanging out at some guy's house. Then she's been arrested for another incident and with a boyfriend. Now this incident. I mean, that's three. That's three. I mean, if I showed up late to court one time, I'd be in trouble as an assistant district attorney. I mean, trouble. So at what point do we quit cutting her a break and blaming it on a bad guy? I mean, she you can't turn away from the fact that when you don't know a horse, look at his track record. She's got three incidents already, Wendy. That's right. So three strikes, you're out. Now here we are again. And you're absolutely right. You know, prior bad acts is the legal definition. It shouldn't really be called that because they're not bad acts. Sometimes they're criminal. Sometimes they are I sometimes say patterns make the predator when we're talking about sex offenses. But in a pattern like this, you just got to wonder whether or not at what point is it her own bad choices that is to blame rather than being under the influence of a bad relationship. And one of the issues in court is going to be how much of these prior incidents are admissible in order to explain what she did. Are they relevant enough? Are they similar enough? Maybe not. But it also cuts against the, really, the giving her a break, which is something that the jury might otherwise be tempted to do. Well, this is what we know. Cincinnati was hired 2007. She was a domestic violence officer assigned to the 106th precinct. She became involved with a local man she met on the job. She was stripped of her badge and gun in 2017. After she ended the relationship and the guy ratted her out to internal affairs, claiming she spent time at his Howard Beach home while on duty. What a coinky dink that he reported her after she dumped him. 
So we're not sure if that's the guy who was described as an older, quote, sugar daddy who paid for her car and other bills. Or uh, is that the same one in this alleged murder-for-hire plot? What we do know is her husband, Isaiah Carvalho Jr., sued her for divorce in Nassau County. They had a trial set for June. You know, the divorce lawyer is happy the whole thing was foiled. But I want to get back to the facts. John Lindley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. I want you to take a listen to CBS Valerie Castro. As for her ex-husband, she hoped his death could be made to look like a robbery gone bad. Friday morning, FBI agents posing as the hitman sent her text messages, which included a photograph of the defendant's estranged husband appearing dead in his car and the demand for an additional $3,000 to kill the daughter. Cincinnati then allegedly told her boyfriend she was deleting the text messages and pictures to cover up her involvement in the crime. The allegations are tough to grasp for the man who lives next door and has met both Cincinnati's ex-husband and her current boyfriend. She's got two kids, man, and she's a police officer. Will she really do something like that? I don't know. Cincinnati's father says his daughter is the real victim of the man who turned against her. There's no doubt that he manipulated multiple conversations to come up with his statements. He's very smart. But he's a pathological liar and there's something wrong with his brain. Investigators say Cincinnati was also recorded discussing what her alibi would be, saying she would be sure to be home at the time of the murders. She's being held without bail. Prosecutors argued she is a danger to the community. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. 
As for her ex-husband, she hoped his death could be made to look like a robbery gone bad. Friday morning, FBI agents posing as the hitman sent her text messages, which included a photograph of the defendant's estranged husband appearing dead in his car and the demand for an additional $3,000 to kill the daughter. Cincinnati then allegedly told her boyfriend she was deleting the text messages and pictures to cover up her involvement in the crime. The allegations are tough to grasp for the man who lives next door and has met both Cincinnati's ex-husband and her current boyfriend. She's got two kids, man, and she's a police officer. Will she really do something like that? I don't know. Cincinnati's father says his daughter is the real victim of the man who turned against her. There's no doubt that he manipulated multiple conversations to come up with his statements. He's very smart, but he's a pathological liar and there's something wrong with his brain. Investigators say Cincinnati was also recorded discussing what her alibi would be, saying she would be sure to be home at the time of the murders. She's being held without bail. Prosecutors argued she is a danger to the community. Whoa. We are talking about an NYPD officer. She's a uh, Jennifer Lopez lookalike who allegedly hires a hitman not only to murder her ex, her husband seeking a divorce, but also to murder her boyfriend's teen daughter who doesn't like her. Straight out to Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute. Wow. Uh, there's no way around that. Not at all. And Nancy, you know, you and I used to discuss all the time the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Two men have gotten restraining orders against this woman. Even if you listen to her dad, he talks about the current boyfriend. He says it's a lie, but he said the current boyfriend said she pulled a gun on him and threatened to kill him. This, this isn't new behavior for her. This violence, this, you know, plotting and scheming, I don't think it's anything new. I really don't. The jury, you know, they're going to understand, oh, you're mad at an ex-husband and you want him murdered. Okay, that's, you know, whatever. But you throw in that little girl, that's a game changer for anybody. That is, uh, as we say, the fly in the ointment. Bobby Chacon, FBI special agent. Have you noticed that when you're in the force, when you're a prosecutor or a cop or a bail bondsman, you're in the business for a long time. You're in that milieu. You get used to it. You get numbed to it. Not numb. I guess numb isn't the right word. You are conditioned to it. You're, you're not shocked anymore. You accept things more quickly than you did before you were in the crime business. And I really think that some cops go bad because it just it just doesn't seem that bad to them anymore because they've been around it so much. It's like this. The first time I ever had to curse, I mean, every foul word you can think of, the C word, the P word, the F word, the every word you can think of. I was reading a statement to a jury. I was telling a jury what the defendant had said. And I had to really work myself up to say these words out loud in front of a jury. And they were shocked. And I was shocked. I could hardly say it. But then the next time I said it, Bobby Chacon, wasn't so hard. Then the next time, and before you knew it, I was just saying it all on my own. I wasn't quoting a defendant anymore. I had to clean up my act when I had the twins, of course. No more of that. But that's what I'm saying. You're around this. You're around uh, crime all the time. And somehow, to some people, 
it doesn't seem so bad anymore. Well, I don't know, Nancy. I, you know, I take my dad as an example. He was a, a detective in the 50s and 60s at the NYPD in the 70s. And yes, while he did develop a hardened shell at work when he saw all these things and he, he couldn't react to them as much, he couldn't be emotional about it. But uh, at the same time, at home with his family, he became more caring and more kind and more protective because of the things he was seeing at work. And so, you know, he drew that line, and most of us have drawn that line with the things we see at work, the things we see in the street, we don't bring home. This officer had no line. It seems like the things that she was experiencing at work, she thought we are fine to bring home and actually do at home. So I think that in this case, the line, she just didn't have a line. And I think that many of us develop that line where we become more caring and more concerned, more protective at home because of the things we see and the more things we see at work. Well. Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor, author of Red Flags, that's the way prosecution worked on me. I became more vigilant, more protective, um, more alert, but I wasn't as shocked. I was still hurt every time I would see a violent crime victim, but I wasn't shocked anymore. After you see it thousands and thousands, literally tens of thousands of times, you're not shocked anymore. And I'm wondering if that's what happened to Valerie Cincinnati. It kind of became okay in her mind. Yeah, you, you know, Nancy, you may not be shocked, but you are still passionate about what you do. I can hear it in your voice every time you discuss this segment. So, too, with all my fellow guests. The passion is still there, wanting justice for victims. What we just heard was completely devoid of any of that. The laughing in, dis in, in discussing, well, how is it going to happen, the date that it would be convenient— those kinds of things really evince, as I think one of your other guests said, almost a, a callousness that goes above and beyond simply becoming desensitized because you work law enforcement for too many years. That tape and that voice, that is what's going to be most persuasive to a jury. You just can't capture that through a transcript or through somebody else describing what she said. It is that, I suppose, lack of passion and concern that I think is going to be most telling when this gets in front of a trial. Take a listen to this. Cincinnati, a 12-year NYPD department veteran, is currently charged with conspiracy to commit murder. A federal criminal complaint details how she allegedly tried to persuade her boyfriend, he's CS in the complaint, to hire a hitman to kill not just her estranged husband, but also have that hitman murder her boyfriend's teenage daughter for $7,000 cash. I'm not going to comment on that because I really, you know, that's, it just seems to me that everything is just a little bit exaggerated right now. I don't know what kind of evidence they have. Cincinnati's boyfriend, presumably opposed to having his own daughter murdered, began cooperating with the FBI. He wore a wire and recorded his conversations in which prosecutors say Cincinnati discussed how to carry out the murders and alibis when it was time for the cover-up. Cincinnati was arrested before anyone was hurt. I really am heartbroken about it. That little boy is going to grow up really messed up, really messed up. That's from PICS reporter Jay Drew. We are hearing the very latest about an NYPD, New York Police Department officer, who allegedly hires a hitman to murder not only her ex-husband, but her boyfriend's daughter as well. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. 
FBI agents took the 34-year-old mother of two out of her Oceanside, Long Island home in their custody Friday afternoon, and agents were still at the home later in the evening. Neighbors we spoke with who did not want to go on camera all separately described a nasty marriage breakup, arguments in the street, and hinted at Officer Cincinnati's temper. Her next-door neighbor was the only person willing to go on camera, and he chose his words carefully. We all have tempers. I understand that, but did her stand out? I wouldn't say it stood out, no. She verbalized herself, of course, with the kids, the stress and everything, but I don't know if she was... I, I wouldn't take it as uh, anything excessive. That's from PICS reporter Jay Drew. We are hearing the very latest about an NYPD, New York Police Department officer, who allegedly hires a hitman to murder not only her ex-husband, but her boyfriend's daughter as well. Joining me in all-star panel, Cheryl McCollin, Director, Cold Case Research Institute. Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor, author of Red Flags on Amazon. Bobby Chacon, FBI special agent. Karen Stark, psychologist, karenstark.com. And John Lindley, crimeonline.com, investigative reporter. Let me ask you something to you, John Lindley. We're learning that the boyfriend balked when it came to murdering his own daughter. But it sounds like she, Valerie Cincinnati, was going forward with the plan anyway. Yeah, that was, she was, uh, what's the phrase, hell-bent on getting this taken care of. You know, it's sort of ironic. Wait a minute, why are you saying getting it taken care of? That sounds like you're going to run down to the med first and get a shot. We're going to get that taken care of. That's sort of the way she viewed it. Well, I know she may, but not you, Limley, for Pete's sake. Oh, heavens no. oh, Oh, heavens no. Okay, Mary Poppins, John Limley getting it taken care of is hardly a way to describe having the girl effing run over outside of school. Bobby Chacon, FBI special agent, why did she, was she so intent on having the murders occur outside? Well, and this is one thing that the jury's going to get chilled at is the, the, the callousness of her talk. She didn't want, she, she didn't want her place to get messed up. The callousness of you're about to murder your ex-husband, the father of your child, and, and the, your only concerns is that if it happens inside, it might be too messy. So what we know is Officer Valerie Cincinnati was introduced to Isaiah Carvalho Jr., her future husband, turned murder target by Detective Patrick Roach, also of the NYPD. Now, what's the connection between them, John Lindley? They were they were simply friends, and of course, she was a coworker with um, uh, with with the man. Now, it's interesting the way that Isaiah Carvalho found out about this whole plot to have have him wiped out. You know, this has been going on since February, this plotting to have him and uh, the the daughter murdered. He woke up on Friday morning and found out just before the rest of the world uh, that, uh, you know, he thought his life was about to turn a corner because he was about to wrap up what had been a messy divorce with uh, Vincinelli or Cincinnati. Instead, he was told that this estranged wife had been plotting to have him killed all winter. There had been five months that had gone by uh, since uh, Carvalho had filed for divorce from his wife after a messy custody battle over that son. The matter seemed to be almost settled, and it was, but not the way Mr. Carvalho had hoped for. Well, this is what we know. According to court documents, Cincinnati tells the boyfriend to tell the hitman to, quote, run her, his daughter. 
the F over to make the girl's death look like a hit and run. So the boyfriend strings Cincinnati along while the FBI is gathering information, telling her he was in contact with a hitman and that everything was moving forward. So then the boyfriend tells Cincinnati that the hitman was stalking her ex-husband Carvalho at his workplace on Long Island. But then Cincinnati didn't like that. She thought that area was too upscale and she wanted her husband to be killed, quote, in the hood so it would not look suspicious. All right, Cheryl McCollum, what about that? Here's the greatest part of this whole thing, Nancy, because every time I hear a case like this, I have you in my head when you used to be my prosecutor. And here's what I think the prosecution is going to do. Every single time the FBI contacted her as the alleged hitman, and they said, hey, you got the money? You know, call it back. Hey, make sure you convert it to coins. Call back. How do you want this done? Oh, in the ghetto, you want to run the F over? Every single text message and every single phone call, she could have stopped it, Nancy. And they're going to show that not only, I know you would. I can hear it. I can literally hear you in my head. That's exactly <laughs> what I would do. You know, because Cheryl McCollum, I don't know if you recall. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> sometimes I would have up, I would have 15 or 20 four-foot posters yes. up at once. And each poster would be full of, quote, evidence proving guilt. Every text, every word she uttered, the ATM withdrawal. Nancy, Have you guys seen her on video? I'm looking at her right not now. Only. Did she not call at all? Not only does she not say, I have lost my mind. I've got my own children that I'm going to love and raise and take care of. She says, run her the F over. Man, I mean, when you're dealing with, okay, a lot of women on the jury would say, yeah, I think the evidence is weak when it comes to killing the ex-husband. <laughs> they might give her a, um, a, a little freebie on that one. Uh, but on the the teen daughter she's going down on that she is going down and bobby jacon fbi special agent when the feds get you they've got you every which way and i know that from being a fed we couldn't proceed on a single case unless we had 40 50 boxes of evidence and i'm not kidding or exaggerating bobby they've got her no, not at all. In fact, most of the time, I was always ready to proceed with a case long before my assistant United States attorney was ready to go. Um, they've always wanted, and in this kind of case, you can almost anticipate the defense. So what they did was they, they went painstakingly at her because they knew what the defense was going to be. They knew what they were going to argue, and so they wanted to counter that beforehand. They wanted to get the evidence to counter the anticipated defenses. And really, in the case like this, the best evidence you have is hearing from the defendant themselves because they're not going to take the stand. I think that the best thing that's going to happen is the jury's going to hear in her own words. The, the prosecutor at the initial um, hearing said they have an overwhelming amount of evidence, and I think they did that you know, purposely because they know that these cases sometimes can be difficult. She's a mother. you know, She's got young children at home, and so they went out and got an abundance of evidence against her, and the jury's going to hear that and see her 
and, and hear her own words and see her behavior firsthand. Right. And I think that's going to be damning in this case. You know what? Karen Stark, uh, psychologist, joining me today from Manhattan. You can find her at KarenStark.com. Karen, I can't put my finger on this, and I, I bet you're going to have just the right description. What is really getting me distraught about this is the way she describes everything. Like she's worried about her her home getting messy if you kill them there. She is worried about the schedule interfering with her schedule. She's worried the two deaths close together might raise suspicion. So she tells the boyfriend to have the hitman kill his daughter over the weekend, then wait a week or a month, and then kill her husband. I mean, she's so casual about it. This is human life, the life of a teen girl, a little girl. This little girl is just four years older than Lucy and John David, and she wants to have her run down in the street and leave her dying on the side of the road. And she's fine with that. She's more worried about getting blood spatter on her sofa or on her carpet in her place. That is just pushing me over the edge. Because, Nancy, it's just what's so confusing about it. There's there's a disconnect. Should it be outside? No, it should be inside. And she's kind of flirtatious. And behind it all, she is plotting to murder two people, one a little bit older than your own children and an ex-husband. How do you put those two things together? We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. 
And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.